We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Welcome in, everybody. This is Broncos for Breakfast. I will be your host this Thursday morning. My name is Scott Kennedy. If this is your first time here, and if you're here this early, it probably isn't your first time here. But if it is, and you're watching this after the fact, appreciate you coming in. Leave us a comment. Uh, hit that like, share, and subscribe. I follow up and, and, and try and correct all the things I've screwed up over the course of doing a live show. Or if you have a, a point to make, make it respectfully. I may agree. I may not agree. That's okay. We don't always have to agree. But I appreciate the comments. But we do this live Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. It's usually Nick and I. Nick is in Colorado. He will be on his way to the meet and greet. But we do this live because we enjoy the interaction. We do the show for you. So I want to say hey to some folks that have come in here nice and early to uh, to join me this morning to have us uh, to talk some Denver Broncos, talk some Green Bay Packers. We'll talk some trade value. We'll talk other things. Um, winning, losing draft. If you want to hit on that. Let me know in the comments, and we'll we'll go to those. Otherwise, we're gonna we're gonna focus a little bit on Packers and Broncos, and see what that might mean for the future of this team. I can't help but start thinking. Okay, you win this one, you got the Chiefs at home. You were within a touchdown of them for the for most of the game. You win that one. Oh my god! And I just fall into that same trap over and over again. I'm sure I'm not the only one, but what if? You know, what What do you want from out of this? And I, I've seen a couple of the comments already that we'll start hitting on. But Kevin comes in nice and early. Because morning, Nick and Scott. Big mile high salute to Broncos country. That's all, y'all. Bama X says, more, uh, good morning, Broncos country. Scott, I hope you found a reasonable way to make it on Sunday. I will not be at the meet and greet on Sunday. Uh, apologies to those that, uh, you know, not that you are there to see me. But, you know, hey, I was there to see you. So I'm, I'm missing y'all. Uh, missing the MHH crew. And, um, but... When you start getting to my age, time goes really fast. So another opportunity like this will spin around quickly. And maybe we do something here in the South, Bam X. Find a, find a Metro Atlanta Broncos bar or something and get together. There's still lots of football left in the season. We'll, we'll figure something out. Um, Jeremy comes in. He says, good morning, Scott. This is a winnable game, but once losing is more beneficial, I don't really know how to feel. Um, it's kind of a double-edged sword where... You or should I say that's not the right word for it? It's the opposite of a double-edged sword. There's a bright side on either way. It's like okay, in the moment, you always get caught up. You want to win. You know when you're playing, especially if you're in a division game or a rival, you can't help but root for your team, even if losing would be better for them over the long haul. 
You want to win, but then you can at least reconcile yourself afterwards, hedging your bets, I guess, to say, all right, well, we lose. What did the Panthers do? What did the Bears do? Let's see, are we in the top two yet? We're sitting at number three right now with the number three overall draft pick. Did we move into the top two uh, and maybe put us in, in position to get one of those quarterbacks of the future in Caleb Williams or Drake May? So you hedge your bets on that. Kind of like y'all have heard me talk how to bet. If your team is favored, bet against them. Uh, that's the best time. It, if they lose, at least you get paid. At least I get some money out of it. Bet whatever you How much would I be willing to pay for a loss? I would pay or to win. I would pay $250 to see my team win. All right, they win. I happily fork over my $250. My team won. I paid for the win. If they win and don't cover the spread, you win and you get $250. And if they lose, hey, at least I get $250. So you're hedging your bets on those. So in this case, in the moment, you're going to want to win the game. You can't help it. You're rooting for your guys. You're, you're going to want to win. After the fact, if you don't, you can start looking at the draft board and start getting pretty excited about that. Um, David Yonkin says, should we win or lose? This game, it, for me, it's not so much this game because this game doesn't tell you anything if you win, if, if you get my meaning. The, the Green Bay Packers aren't a very good game, aren't a very good team. But if you win this one, you definitely want to win the next one. You, If you win this one, you might as well keep on winning. You beat the Chiefs at home, break that streak. All of a sudden, hey, three and fives. We can do something with that. The problem is, and you go on the road to the Bills, and you're staring at the face of three and six. The schedule was so hard, you couldn't afford to come out slow, and that's where it becomes hard to really get your hopes up. You're like, okay, we got an easy stretch of games. Oh, no, we don't have an easy stretch of games. You know, if you're one and five in the middle part of your, your, uh, your schedule, and then the beginning of your schedule is the middle part. And you're like, all right, well, I can see where we can get four out of five wins. We've played the Chiefs twice. We've played the Bills. The Jets seem to be capable of beating anybody right now. Um, I understand we lost those games. Now let's stack up some wins. But you lose to the Commanders. You lose to the Raiders. Um, you get your win at the Bills. You, it's, It makes it tough. Um, but this one, Dave, you want to win. I mean, you want to root to win. Like I just got done saying with uh, with with Jeremy, you're not going to be able to help yourself on it to get started. Isaiah coming in says, good morning, Broncos country and Scott to all of y'all as well. Uh, Sinji, appreciate you coming in. Says, yo, Scott, what's going on? Aki Dragon is here. It is good to see you. Uh, and he's mad at me. Scott uh, spouting the company line now. Rarely. That's not something I ever hear. So, um in fact, I've gotten fired from several companies because I refuse to tow the company line. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, I will tell you again, I will try and look at things from all perspectives. I will say, I will try and give you a bright side, give you the realistic side. The realistic side, your season's done. I've told you that before. However, you start looking at these games and the, 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 the fan in you starts going, okay, I, I can see a way out of this. And then you just get your hopes all scrunched up and stuff. But no, the company line isn't uh, isn't for me on that one. Um, Darius Simmons, because morning, Scott. Sucks you won't be in the meet and greet since I'll be attending. Yeah, Darius, I'm sorry. I'm not going to get to see you. I will definitely catch you in Nashville next time. Get up to Nashville. And uh, like I said, maybe we do something down here uh, as well. Um, 
Joey LaGuardia comes and he says, my thinking is you're here to win Super Bowls and we have no chance at a Super Bowl. For So for me, the season is already over. See, I don't, I don't, I, I never see it that way, frankly, because, you know, I've never actually rooted for a team that's won a Super Bowl. Um, there's more to it than that. You know, there's, there's good seasons. There's beating your rivals. There's rooting for the players. If it was just Super Bowl or bust, this game wouldn't be much fun for, you know, most of the fans out there. Uh, and, and there's, there's more to it. There, there is more to that. I get, I get your feeling on that. I've heard that from, um, you know, my, my Alabama friend was like that. And we were friends when Alabama was in their myth stages of the, after Bear Bryant post 92 Gene Stallings, they were in that 98 lull before they hit Nick Saban. There's about 12 years in there, uh, before they got Nick Saban where they just were mediocre at best. And he's like, you know, I don't care about any of that. If it's not a championship, I just don't care. And I'm like, well, I've never actually had a team uh, to root for that was like that. Um, and, and, and frankly, I enjoy watching the games right now is, you know, am I going to be, am I going to stop watching the Braves because of a hundred and am I going to not watch 162 games because of a three day weekend? No, I, I'm not. Uh, I might not watch the three day weekend, but uh, I'm not going to watch 162 games, but, but I get it. The season there, this isn't a Super Bowl team, but it, it never was going to be a Super Bowl team. So do you watch up until you think you don't have a chance in the Super Bowl? Cause if so, most of the time you're not really watching anyway. Uh, Riptide coming in with the support. Appreciate you Riptide. Thank you so much. Uh, morning Hall. What happens cap wise? If you were to say cut Russell Wilson tomorrow, Oh my goodness. It would be, I don't honestly I, I don't think you could <laughs> I don't think you could afford to um but let me see uh, post post June where are we at post June 1 for this season um let me flip Denver Broncos on here and then um hit update one second y'all I wasn't expecting that question I've been looking at next year he has a dead cap number of $107 million for this year. Listen, we all know it's way more fun to be there live for Denver Broncos football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the Denver Broncos and the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat with a wide selection of tickets available for every game. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors, that beautiful orange and blue. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Denver Broncos. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So if you were to cut them post June one, you would try and put 50, 50, I'll just call it 50 million. We'll round it down to a hundred, 50 million on this year and 50 million on next year. You, you can't really afford to do that. Um, next year, because you don't have cap space to take the dead cap hit for this year. Um, next year, that number drops to 85 million drops to 85 million. If you were to cut them, you'd have to find some way of taking the four, I'm going to round it down to 80. It's just easier to take the 40 million in 2024 and the 40 million cap hit in 2025. Ouch. Um, that's the problem. Uh, we'll just restructure. Okay. Well, you're going to extend and you're just kicking that debt down the road. The best thing riptide for this team financially is one more year of Russell Wilson. And then his cap number is actually less than 40 million next year. So if he's on the roster, he actually costs you less than if you were trying to cut him even half of his cap number. Uh, and then try and do something with the guaranteed money that kicks in for 2025. His, if you can get him traded and someone picks up his $17 million base salary, it drops at 85 to 68. You're looking at 68 divided by two. Call it 70, you're looking at a $35 million cap, dead cap hit for two years. I think the record is right around $45 million, $48 million for, for Matt Ryan. You'd be looking at a record dead cap hit or thereabouts for two years in a row. It's bad, Riptie. It is. It's uh it's it's bad. The the the, the financial ramifications of this contract are bad. The best thing that you could ever possibly hope, the two is one, he retires. Two he says, here's $100 million back from my bank account that you've already given me that I've had sitting in escrow. The Arizona Cardinals want me to come in and be a starter. Please trade me. I'll resign. I'll redo my contract to refund $100 million. Will that happen? That's, that's the only thing. Russell Wilson, in order for you to get out from that, is going to have to give money back to the Denver Broncos. Not extend. Not push it down the line, refund. That happens so, and we're talking eight figures here. We're talking almost nine figures of money. That happens so infrequently that it's it's hard to really think of that as, as really an option. Um, Troy coming in. Good to see you, Troy. Thank you for the support. He says, hey, Scott, I just, I just can't hope we lose. I just can't. And, and, and I get it. That, that's what I said at the beginning. It's, it's tough. This is a week we turn the corner, but we still unload salaries so we can develop young players. Yeah, the, the guys that you're trying to move on from, they haven't really been helping you anyway. Maybe they'd be better helping somebody else. And I promise you, you know, when you start asking those questions, like, oh, well, you know, what do we what would we do with, without Garrett uh, 
Garrett Bowles, you know, well, let's see. Would you rather have Garrett Bowles or would you rather have $16 million in salary cap money? Would you rather have Cortland Sutton or would you rather have, I think his number is around 15. Uh, I'll just even say 10 or $10 million in salary cap money. Would you rather have Jerry Judy or would you rather have $13 million in salary cap money? Those questions start to answer themselves of the guys that you would move on from. And that's not even talking about maybe I can spend these guys for a fifth rounder. Maybe I could get a fourth round pick. Maybe I can get something out of it. You'd be willing to make most of these moves just to not have their money on the books anymore. Um, so, and, and again, it's just, uh, it's a benefit, Troy. You're, you're not going to watch that team. When you're at the game, people cheer. They don't boo when you win. You're cheering for your team. You're cheering for the team you've, you've cheered for most of your lives. And if it goes bad, at least you can walk out of there with something positive, which is, hey, our draft position is going to be pretty good. I can see a light at the end of the tunnel. We'll be rebuilding with a new quarterback. And as always, Troy, thanks for the support. You, you show all of the Mile High Huddle shows and uh, podcast. Mr. Roish, he says, do you think Atlanta would be interested in Russ? Would that be cheaper for us? In return, do they have contracts to unload some of their undesirables? Um, Mr. Royce, this is something we hit on earlier in the year when Russell Wilson was playing pretty good. Desmond Ritter was not. And you say, okay, for $17 million of base salary, um, you're going to have to, that's that's what I'm willing to pay as an Atlanta Falcon. Um, I'll send you a fourth round pick. Maybe. I don't, I don't think so. I think it's almost like the... the perception of Russell Wilson is such damaged goods right now that I don't know that anybody's moving to try and get him right now you might sign him uh if he's cut you might you know wait for him to be a free agent and he's getting all his denver broncos money and i can give you two million dollars that's all i have to pay you a veteran minimum because denver's paying you i just don't know um best case we said that earlier during the first couple of weeks is he has played his bait way into a tradable asset that's what you need to have happen for russell wilson you need to have him meet his contract still awful for the Broncos. No way to slice it otherwise. The guaranteed money is going to cripple this team for the next two years. Not death, but cripple them. Um, and, and a rookie quarterback can help offset that money for sure. Um, but you need somebody to come in and, and give you some money and maybe you can spend a draft pick out of it. Because as, as Riptide says, again, man, that's so doom and gloom. It is. Uh, the idea that the uh, and, and y'all have heard me kick back on this because I've watched teams in cap hell. Oh, the, the salary cap is is uh, it's a myth. No, no, it's not. When you've got bad money tied up into old depreciating players, the salary cap becomes very, very real. Uh, and when you start giving out big money contracts to all those guys, it becomes very, very real. And you could talk about if you're looking at $40 million across two years, even $30 million for two years, you're talking about 15% of your cap, 15% of your salary cap tied up into somebody that you're, is, is not on your team anymore. Um, you're looking at $9 million right now in Randy Gregory and Frank Clark next year in money that is counting against your books that you're for guys that are playing somewhere else. That number could go from nine to 50 in a hurry on roughly a $2250 million cap thereabouts. I'm rounding up here just for easy math. And that's 20% of your salary cap is going towards players that, that aren't even there last year for the Atlanta Falcons and Chicago bears. It was like half 
it was like 45 to 50% of their money was in dead cap money. It was unbelievable. They're going out there with half their money. Um, Mark Schrader, appreciate you coming in, my friend. It is good to see you with the support to the show. Um, thank you, sir. And I hope you are doing well out in Texas. And the weather is uh, is as lovely a fall as we've had here in the South. So just west of us, I hope it's it's been great for you too. The Bookmeister coming and says, good morning, big dog. Thanks for getting the morning started off right. Well, I certainly appreciate you being here. Let me let me check back in here. I want to bring up my uh, my Facebook chat on here just so I, I don't miss anything on this side. They, they blend together, but they don't always quite the same. Um, let me hit pause on here because it has to pause twice. And I see Michael Ranquillo has come in with some stars. Let me uh, let me see if I can find him. I want to make sure you we get seen here, Michael. Um, let me see, Michael, where'd you go? I know Keith has come in as well um, with some stars. He says, all I want now is progress. I need to see the parts and pieces starting to come together. And again, Keith, I, I agree with you. The One of the biggest problems you've got right now as, as fans is you keep expecting it to when does that rebound happen? When does that, where's the bottom? Um, the bottom for me was Christmas, the Christmas day massacre last year. You could say 70 to 20, but which one was really more embarrassing? They're both there. You get a tick mark up in the off season, but for play on the field for the Denver Broncos on the field, you've been scattering around the bottom without a check mark in the right direction since Christmas Day of last year. Um, you can argue levels of suck, which one hurt worse, which one was really rock bottom. But for me, that was rock bottom, and you just haven't come back up yet. When does the check mark start going in the right direction, Keith? Um, I think part of it would be with, with player sales, with saying, you know, we, we had this discussion on Tuesday of tanking. You know, oh, anybody tanking, and no, you can't root for your team to lose. That said, I can still make moves that are not in the best interests of my team for Sunday's game, for next week's game, for the rest of the, the season, but still want my players to go out there who I still have on the team to go out and give their best effort and go out and do their best and win. They're professionals. We're paying you. This is a job. Hey, gang, make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL part of your game day you know how it is watching the broncos to say the least you work up a bit of an appetite but you can get ahead of that by ordering online during our pizza pizza pregame one hour before and three hours after nfl kickoffs plus all day sunday and get ready for some football and fun choose your favorite little caesar's pizza or pick the toppings you crave either way you win personally i'm a big fan of little caesar's plain cheese pizza but my favorite for what it's worth is the pepperoni with stuffed crust and speaking of winning everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup so grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game but jewelry isn't a gift you give just once it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. If I move on from Garrett Bowles and take a, a third round pick for him, I get a third for Justin Simmons and move out from under all that money. Someone offers me a second for Jerry Judy. 
and I start moving those guys, y'all, that, that's tanking. That's that's you're you're in sales mode. You are giving up assets for future building, but you're also then it feels like, okay, I see what we're doing here. We're not just spending money and bringing guys in and throwing them into pieces. There's a plan. There's a plan here to build for the future. And it starts next season. It doesn't start as quickly as you would like because of Russell Wilson's contract, which I said before, but you can start putting the pieces in place that if you get out from Russell Wilson's contract and you start building and the check mark starts going up, you feel like you're headed in the right direction and you can put a timestamp on when you're out from that money from Russell Wilson. And then I can go start, really start spending uh, again and, and headed in the right direction. Feels like a long time, I know. Um, you know, or we could fool ourselves and they beat the Packers, beat the Chiefs, go on and upset the Bills and we're right back in this thing. I don't see that, man. <laughs> that one becomes a little tougher. Uh, Michael Rankio coming out with some stars too. He says, good morning, Scott on Broncos for breakfast. It is great to see you. Thank you for this, the stars. And I know um the uh the stars weren't working last night on facebook and i know that was important to a lot of y'all and it means a lot to us we we know you're there michael uh phil was asking about it um we we know guys and thank you so much for that um gary palmer coming in with some uh support he says sorry you can't come scott i personally will miss you well thank you since i'm 84 and probably won't make this trip again yes you will you will be there you were there last year. You'll be this year again, next year. That being said, go Broncos. I always want them to win. Yes, sir. I get that for sure. Um, Riptide coming in. He says, I've seen uh, takes considering the implications to the 2025 Russ contract and eating next year in dead cap. Uh, should we eat the bullet now or, or later? And that's that's a very good question, Riptide. Um, I didn't think the Atlanta Falcons would have the balls to eat $50 million in dead cap money of Matt Ryan's contract. They did. They did. Uh, and the ramifications for 2025 are, is if Russell Wilson is still on your con on your, on your, on your team come like March 7th, March 6th, it's like the fifth league day. I'm not sure what day exactly it is. March 1st plus five. His 2025 salary is guaranteed for 35 million more dollars. But the, that, he's going to get a lot of that anyway. And the dead cap number starts floating down. So it's almost like I'm paying $35 million so I can have more money to spend somewhere else. Russell's going to get his money. Should you bite the bullet now or later? I don't know. A lot's going to depend on how the season, can you live with Russell Wilson as your quarterback for another year? If you can for another two years, if you can, that would be best case scenario. And if you have, a high pick, if you have a one or two pick, you're going for a quarterback. You're absolutely getting one of these guys. You wouldn't be forced to play him right away. Financially speaking, one of the best things you could do is have Russell Wilson on your team. It's financially more feasible than cutting or trading him because of the dead cap number. Um, but but he follows up by saying the chances of winning with Russ is zero. Rip it off and get started again. Uh, eat the dead cap. That's what the Falcons did. That, that's, that's what they did. That's what... Uh, who else did something like that? The the uh, was it the Lions? The Lions ate a ton of dead money, but they got a quarterback in return when they when they traded away Stafford. They ate a ton. And it was the Rams. I think they both did when they made that deal. Actually, I think the Rams ate a bunch of dead money with Jared Goff, but they got Matthew Stafford in return. Um, 
so, you know, can you, the problem is, is you have an asset where you can trade a bunch like that for an established quarterback. No, you want to draft a quarterback this time. Um, but look up, you know, do a Google search on biggest dead caps, de dead cap hits in history. I think Matt Ryan's sitting there at number one. I think Jared Goff is at number two. Um, and Russell Wilson would be right in there with those two guys for two years in a row. I just don't think it's feasible to try and take a $70 million dead cap hit in one year. Maybe if you can get a trade, if you can pull off a trade and someone picks up 25 million of his contract, which is mid money for a, for a, uh, a quarterback, then maybe you can, maybe you can eat 55, $60 million in one, in one year. Next year would be tough. <laughs> it would be, It'd be tough. You'd be pulling up waiver wires like the Broncos just signed this guy. You'd be like, who the hell is he? Well, you better get to know him because he's going to be your starting defensive tackle next year. Uh, Ken and HB, I have a question, Ken. What is HB? Because um, I lived in California for about 10 years, and HB to me is Huntington Beach. Uh, so I'm wondering what it is for you. He says, uh, how long for the Denver Broncos to be a playoff, playoff contender? What's your estimate, Scott? 2026. That's, that's what I think. Um, I think how's the company, how's that company line for you? Achy dragon. I think realistically, so if you're going to come right out and ask me how long for the Broncos to be a playoff contender, what's your estimate? It's 2026. You move on from Russ, you eat two years of dead cap, you build through the draft. And then in 2026, you've got a lot of money to go out and build, um, to add free agents to the team that you've ended up building through the draft. You offload your contracts right now so you can survive the dead cap hit that Russell Wilson has. Um, I, I can come up with $50 million right now that would offset that money. Uh, Garrett Bowles, Justin Simmons, Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. There's about $70 million in contracts right there that I could then turn back around, eat Russell Wilson's dead cap hit, get some draft picks back, have a top three pick, get my quarterback, have more draft picks, build for the future, get to 2026 offseason, and spend about $100 million in well-placed, productive, professional free agents across seven or eight different spots and be a contender in 2026. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Probably not what you wanted to hear though, huh? But that would be my plan. Boom, 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 boom. If it was, uh, if it was up to me, um, what do you think about that? Um, if you were to say, you know, 2026, I think that was the right way. And this is exactly how I do it. How does that, how does that make you feel? Does it make you feel, um, hopeless or does it make you feel like, okay, that's, that's realistic. Or, you know, as someone said, um, Isaiah says, we haven't been good since I was 12. I don't know how much more I can take. Uh, Michael Evans says, wow. Um, you know, that's, that's the way I see it. Um, the, the, the old guys you have are going to be coming. The veterans who are underperforming are going to be coming off the roster and you don't have a ton of good building blocks. Um, so that's the way, that's the way I see it. Uh, and thanks, Ken. He says Huntington beach. Nice. Okay, good. Yeah. Huntington beach is freaking awesome. Uh, it, it really is. Um, I, I lived up in Playa Vista for nine years, so I'd ride my bike down to Huntington beach and, uh, Huntington beach is awesome. If you're, uh, everyone, if you want to go on vacation in Southern California, you want to, you want to stay down in that area. That's, that's where you can go. Um, Riptide says, if Justin Fields is a free agent or traded, do you strike? <sighs> He's going to be traded. And I think he'd be probably worth the first round pick. If you are the Denver Broncos and you've got, so you don't have a second round pick is a thing. I'm not trading a top 15 pick for him. I was going to say, if you've got a second round pick that's in the thirties, I might offer him, might offer him something along those lines. Um, one of the things, and we'll get to the Packers, but one of the articles I read this morning was Bill Barnwell. And this, this goes into the discussion we're having. Okay where we start talking about value. What, what is on your team? And, and value is typically good players, premium position, contracts, young, all of those type of things. So you're talking, um, and I was thinking Hermosa Beach, actually. Redondo, Huntington's a little farther down. I didn't ride my bike down to Huntington. I've been, been gone for a while. Uh, apologies. <laughs> I didn't ride all the way down to Huntington Beach. That's Orange County. Um, I lived in Playa Vista and would ride down south and end up in Redondo. That was about as far as I, I would go on my bicycle. Um, anyway, apologies for getting off track there. Bill Barnwell, ESPN Plus, he's an amazing writer. The guy's a content machine. I think he put 13,000 words talking about who are the first round tradable picks in the NFL right now, based on if, if, if we're in a vacuum and I've got an average team with a hole in my team, who is worth trading a first round draft pick for. And that considers age, it considers health history, it considers what position they play, it considers contract status. He only came up with 102 players. He only came up with one for the Denver Broncos. It's not hard to figure out who this is. Um, the good news is, is, you know, he says uh, two first round picks for cornerback Pat Sertan. And you won't like to hear this, but it is kind of funny for a neutral. He says, I almost want to see Sertan traded as a cruel experiment. The Denver defense has been historically awful this season, even with Sertan, who's been a Pro Bowl caliber player uh, since entering the league. How bad would, could they look without its best player? It's one of those train wreck things. 
how bad could it actually be? So he's only got one. And then it goes back to, we've had this discussion before, but we call this third party validation. What does someone outside of the organization see? He says, missing out. These are the players you considered. It's a little scary that Sertan is the only player who would land a first round pick. And I'm not sure there are many others who even come close. Who even come close. And, and I agree. The two that he mentioned as possibilities, uh, wide receiver Jerry Judy uh, hasn't been health, has struggled to stay healthy and hasn't been consistent. Justin Simmons is a reliable playmaker on the back end of a defense. Um, but teams aren't trading a first-round pick for a safety who turns 30 next month, even as one as talented him. Plus, his contract is super expensive. I've said a fifth. And I'm, uh, that's about as far away as I am with the MHH crew on Justin Simmons, but depends on all the money. Okay. I might let you buy me out of a third up to a third. If you send him to me and you eat the rest of his contract, but he, he's got an $18 million deal. He's expensive um, in a non-premium position. Now let's start, you know, looking around some of the other guys that are coming. You haven't had a first round pick the last two years. So last three years, God, it's starting to run together on me. Um, the last couple of years, so you don't have that guy that's coming up that is cost-controlled and is really, really good. You start talking maybe Marvin Mims, but again, if I'm on the outside looking in and I go Marvin Mims, I'm like, what's he got, eight catches? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send a first-round draft pick for that guy? Come on, man. That, that's not happening. Quinn Miners? No. Jaleel McLaughlin? No. Um, who there there's not young talented cost control players in premium positions on this team that's why i say it's three years so you know taking on from an outside looking in when would this team be a playoff contender i, I think 2026 um that doesn't mean that things can't start improving sunday that's what i'm looking for right now if i'm a denver broncos fan when does it start getting better man uh, and I'm real interested to see what happens in the next 12 days with the trading deadline because some there needs to be some movement. I I, I believe in that. Um, we've hit on those super chats on there, so let's move on a little bit. Um, okay, Keith has the big question here. Uh, apologies, Keith. I wish we had a filter in here so I could find it for sure. I might just have to read it if I can't show it, but I scroll back up and find it. I can't find it. I'm just going to have to read it, Keith. Apologies. Uh, he says, the big question is whether you trade PS2. Do you pull the trigger on a trade if it gives you the number one or number two pick? Do you trade? I'm, I'm sitting there with the, um, the Chicago Bears have one and two. And they call me up and say, hey, you want the number two pick? It's going to cost you Pat Sertan. What do you say? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll open up the call lines and listen for just a moment. The answer for me is yes. You say yes. Um, you're out of your mind as a Hall of Fame cornerback. I, I, I get it. I know. An established player versus un, un, unproven um, college player. I, I get it. If we, But if we take our emotions out of this and look, what did I just say about Pat Sertz? What did I just say about this team in competing? 2026? That's with. I'm talking about that's with. You having a first or second round, and you get your quarterback this 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 cycle. That's 
if you get your quarterback this cycle, I'm talking 2026. Otherwise, you're looking at the Atlanta Falcons right now who did all of those things that I just said, but they're sitting at three and three because they don't know what the hell they're doing at quarterback right now. So that's if you get your guy. That's if you're bad enough to finish one, two. And if you're not, how do you get to that one and two spot? And if I can't get to that one and two spot, what good is it going to do me to have a Hall of Fame corner on a team that's winning four games a year? What Seriously, that's not going to get me where I want to go, as good as he is. And God, it's nice when you've got one of your own. When I don't have to get a mercenary to come in and play, but when I draft a guy and watch him develop and come through, how do I get to that spot without a quarterback? The way I get my quarterback is, is Pat Sertan. And as, as good as he is, that's might be what it costs me, Keith. Do you pull the trigger on Pat Sertan if, if it gives you the number one or two pick? It will cost you two or three first-round draft picks to get up into the number one and two spot if you're not already there. That's what it's going to cost you. It's probably going to cost you three first-rounders. So it's going to cost the one you've got this year plus two more. How would that make you feel? Okay, we're sitting at number nine. I'm sending nine and Sertan to the Bears to get number two and draft Drake May. It's something that that would make some headlines. It's something you have to consider. Um, Drake May or Justin Field, I don't like uh, Caleb Williams. I do. I, I'm a big fan of Caleb Williams and Drake May. Justin Fields would not be nearly as expensive. Um, one of the reasons why is because if Justin Fields is available, it means that the Bears didn't think whatever they could get for the number one or two pick was worth more than Caleb Williams or Drake May and what they can get for Justin Fields. That that should tell you something. They've had him for four years now. They would have had him for three years. Yeah, three years. Like I said, it's all starting to run together. Um, I think Fields has played his way into, again, contention for a first-round pick, back end, a second for sure, but we got to see the way the rest of this season plays out too. You know, he had two games where he throws eight touchdowns and an interception. Who is this guy? Um, is it, it – I'm not willing to just write him off his first year's off because the Chicago Bears have been pretty dysfunctional. You know, put Justin Fields in a in a – a better environment than what the bears have had the last couple of years. And that's always a problem with, I was a little worried about that with Trevor Lawrence. The Jaguars were so bad. I was really worried about that with CJ Stroud, but these teams have been building enough. The CJ Stroud looks fantastic. Trevor Lawrence got his ass kicked his first year, uh, but has come out of it. Okay. Now the Jaguars are really good. So um, again, you, you've got to get your quarterback on that. And, and really, if it comes down to the only way I can get my quarterback is through a trade, you've got one trade piece. You have one. That's part of the problem. Uh, you've got a bunch of draft picks, future draft picks, and you've got Pat Sertan. That's really it when it comes to how could I really make a move in this draft? Okay. Um, let's take a look, though, real quick. I could talk this stuff forever, y'all, but um, I want to talk a look about how does it turn around a little bit against this Green Bay team. Uh, the Green Bay offense started off pretty well. Who'd they play against? The Chicago Bears. Um, Jordan Love had a good game against the uh, the Atlanta Falcons, but he threw for 150 yards. He got shut down pretty well. Their offense 
is 28th in the league. Passing offense is 21st, despite that hot start, historic start from Jordan Love. And their rushing is only 27th. Scoring is 13th. They, they put up some points. Uh, they've had some good field position and stuff. Um, but their offense has been bad. The Denver Broncos defense has been playing better. They're most, I think the Denver Broncos are really most susceptible to the run. I know it's been everywhere, but where I feel like personnel wise, they are the weakest is run stopping. Green Bay didn't run the ball that well. They don't pass the ball that well either, but they're capable of, I've seen Jordan Love drop back and hit receivers and feel pretty when I see Jordan Love drop back and turn it loose, I'm like, okay, something's good is going to happen for the Packers. Call it a seat of the pants scouting uh, when I'm watching these guys. Um, I uh, where where is this partial? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm reading the chat and get distracted. This partial owner on Caleb Williams, and I'm only playing for five teams, guys. This is bull nonsense. Just wipe that from your brains when you're doing this stuff. This is people trying to make names for themselves. Nobody's coming into the league and saying, I want pot ownership in a team. That's insane. Just stop. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's not a factor. One, they don't have that kind of money. It's not worth it. What's, what's 1% of $7 billion? Was that 70 million? Is that what it was? I want 70 million and 1%. Come on guys, get rid of that stuff. Um, you know, and Aki says, oh, he looked like crap against Notre Dame. Well, he must not be any good then. You know, guys don't have poor games. I, I know. I, I know you don't mean that. He And he did. He didn't look very good. He made some throws he shouldn't have made. That happens. Uh, I'm looking at the overall um, the overall body of work and, and what he can do when he's at his best. Caleb Williams is pretty good. I'd, I'd be pretty happy with Caleb Williams if I was a, uh, a Denver Broncos fan and you had the chance there. Um, but going back to the Green Bay offense, the Green Bay offense isn't very good. They started off hot against a bad Chicago Bears defense. And then they've cooled off dramatically. And Jordan Love, he started off with six touchdowns and no interceptions. Like I said, it was a historic start. Week three, one interception. Week, did he have a, they have a break in here? Week four, two interceptions. And then uh, the last week he had three interceptions. So it's gotten progressively worse that he's been going out there. He's played against some good defenses now. Don't get me wrong. Atlanta's defense is good this year. New Orleans defense is good this year. Detroit's defense is really good this year. And believe it or not, the Vegas Raiders have a, have a decent, uh, a, a decent um, defense as well. One of the it's top half. It's, it's right around mediocre to above. So the only negative defense they've played up till this point was the Chicago bears and Jordan love tore them apart. So you're going to have to be better than you've been. That's I know captain obvious, but um that they're not really very good on offense. Here's the thing on defense too. They're 17th in total yards, ninth in passing, 28th in rushing. Okay. How many times have we heard Sean Payton already say, I got away from the running game a little bit too much. He said last week against the Kansas City Chiefs, I feel pretty good about how we ran the ball. Every single move that the, the Denver Broncos made this offseason was to get tougher in the lines of scrimmage, tougher in the running game, and tougher against the run. With the possible exception of Marvin Mims. That was about it. Every other every other move they made, from Manhurts to Troutman to Zach Allen, all of these guys they brought in, we want to get better. From the big wide receivers, 
we want to get better in the running game. We want to be better against the run. This is the game. <laughs> this is the game. They are 27th rushing offense, 28th rushing defense. Y'all, come on now. This is the game. If if Sean Payton says wants to change the identity, this is when you have to make the make it happen. You, you've got to run the ball. You got to stop the run. You do those things. You can win this game at home. You're looking at two and five with a little bit of momentum going into Kansas City against a team you have played against well for the last several seasons. Despite the results, you've been right there. Sneak out a win, and then who knows? Um, Riptide says. Uh, Caleb is a diva. Don't want that at QB. I want a leader, just like I don't want a toxically positive QB like Danger Witch. Toxically positive. That's delusional. And <laughs> but that's funny. Uh, Caleb is a diva. Yeah, it, they're all divas. I, I would take Caleb Williams on my team in a heartbeat. And, and frankly, I start seeing some of this stuff about Caleb Williams from Denver Broncos fans, and I feel like part of it is you have a much better chance at the number two pick than the number one. I'd be real interested to see where Denver Broncos falls on this with the number one overall pick. That's that would be a better test for me. Some of it is bias, like, well, those grapes are sour. Um, we're not going to get number one anyway. I don't want number one. Maybe, you know, I'm not saying that for you, Riptide. I'm saying that in general. I've seen enough people about being on the Drake May bandwagon. It's because you got a better chance to get to number two than you do to number one. And uh, if you do get to number one, trade for the farm if you get number one, just to move down to number two. And I'd be okay with that too. Uh, absolutely. I would be uh, I would be okay to moving down to, uh, I'd be okay to say, I'll take a, a number one pick to move down to number two. Um, but I don't, it's hard. I have to really start to look around and see who's got what to see if that becomes, uh, if that would even become an option out there. Um I've hit a lot of the things I wanted to talk about. Um, uh, Isaiah Stack says Caleb and Drake are generational. Uh, this is starting to become another word that has given me the the twitches because there seem to be 10 generational players in every draft. And by definition, that would make them not generational. So uh, in this case, so I've said Caleb Williams and uh Drake May are in the top four of quarterback prospects I've seen going back to Andrew Luck. So how how long is that? Andrew Luck was what two thousand? What was he? What draft was he in? Andrew Luck reference. He started. What did he play? Start playing. Played six years. He's in the league seven. He was two thousand twelve. So we're talking ten years ago. And this will be the twenty twenty four draft. So we're talking what thirteen drafts. So if we go back that far. And I say Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence, Caleb Williams, Drake May, four quarterbacks in 13 years. Are we willing to say what's a generation of NFL? Five years? Because for me, generation was like my generation of watching players. That meant like 20 years. Um, that's how I always kind of picture it. But I'm willing to say what is, I'm willing to concede what is a generation of NFL football players. For me, it should be at least 10. It should be at least 10. Um, and again, I, I think this gets thrown around just a little too much, Isaiah, but it might fit for these guys. It might. Like I said, if I'm saying top four in the last 14 drafts, it's pretty close. That's pretty close. 
that uh, I just, I'm tired of the, I'm just sick and tired of that description of players <laughs> just because it's so overused. It really is. No offense to you, Isaiah, because it's, it's becoming too common. Uh, in soccer, they call guys legends. This guy, a club legend. I'm like, he was a okay squad player. Legendary. Um, legendary. Um, Bradley's talking about, you know, uh, and, and Riptide was in here too, about the, the reading of a defense and those type of things. One of them, uh, Drake May reads defense. The other one plays in a very quarterback-friendly Lincoln-Riley offense. And I understand that. I do. Um, I, I just see some of the things that Caleb Williams can do with the ball. And, and I'm not watching them, the offensive structure. I'm not looking at stats. I'm watching him physically, some of the things that he can do. I'm not I, – I don't, I don't know what his stats are. I, I don't care. Uh, stats are the most useless – of all the sports, stats mean the least in football. The least. Baseball, they're important. Basketball, they're important. Hockey, you name it. Stats are meaningless when scouting players in uh, in football. So I have no idea what they are. Uh, I, I, I scout the player, and goodness, I, I really like Caleb Williams. <laughs> um, let me see here. Michael Ranquillo is probably going to be the one to get us out of here today. Uh, he says, uh, great show today, Scott on Broncos for breakfast. Go Broncos. Thank you, sir. Um, and Riptide says, do not sleep on Drake May's athletic ability. I don't, uh, I, I do not said the same thing about Trevor Lawrence said the same thing about Andrew Luck. If you talk, if you took Andrew Luck's combine numbers and mixed him in with the linebackers in that combine, you wouldn't be able to pick him out. You wouldn't say, Oh my God, who's this guy? This is a quarterback. He'd, he would have been in the top five linebackers. Andrew Luck would have been you can decide amongst yourselves why he didn't get more credit for being as athletic as he actually is. Trevor Lawrence, the same way Trevor Lawrence runs a run option and you don't cover for him. He's going for 50 yards. Um, so lots of to unpack in there again. Let me, uh, let me get us going out out of here. Just kind of wrap, put the wrap on this one. Some of the, some of the things we hit, this green Bay Packers team is beatable and they're beatable in a way you want to beat them running the ball and stopping the run. Can you do it? If they do, let's look for next week. Maybe that little glimmer of hope for the rest of the season. If you don't, for God's sakes, trade everybody. I don't care if you get a six-round pick. Get two six-round picks and turn them into a fifth. Got to do something. Got to win this game if you want to have any sense of credibility. And if you don't, you're not going to say you're tanking. But then at least make the trades and not just sit here and flounder with these same guys, we want to see some of the younger guys. We want to see some new blood come in. If you're going to lose, lose with guys that are going to be on the team that next year who could help you. Um, Russell Williams, uh, Russell Wilson's contract is a disaster. Yes, it is. Drake May or Caleb Williams? Yes, please. That's your answer. You want to move forward with a quarterback, you want one of those two guys. If you get either one of them, be happy. Be really happy. If you have your preference, that's fine. Uh, but you're you in order to be competitive in a playoffs for the 2026 season, you got to get your quarterback now. You, you, you've got to start getting your quarterback. If you're below that, you might be bad enough next year to trade to be top five again. Um, but you want one of these two guys, you really do, you absolutely do. Uh, on that note, guys, I'm sorry I'm not going to see y'all, uh, but I will be around. So leave me a comment after the fact. If you're watching, we get probably three or four times more views after the fact than we do live. Love having y'all live. 
come ask me a question, say, Scott, you're out of your mind. Just like I said, be respectful and I'll answer. If you're not, I, I won't. Um, but appreciate y'all hanging out with me this week. Nick and I will be back together starting next week. We had to go solo Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Travel schedules and whatnot, we'll be back together next week. Thank you so much for hanging out. I want to say thank you a ton to my Super Chat superstars. Michael and Keith coming in um, on Facebook. Riptie several times. Troy, Mr. Roush, Mark Schrader, the Bugmeister, uh, Gary Palmer, Ken in Huntington Beach. Uh, and Riptide just going off today. So thank you so much. Sorry, I'm not going to see you all this weekend, but we'll we'll make it up. We'll figure something out. On that note, thanks for being here, and y'all have a hell of a football weekend. It's been my pleasure hanging out with you this morning. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.